1: That is Mike. How you doing, buddy?
3: Hey, man. Let's get plugged in tonight. Are
1: we going to get plugged into the Matrix, man? It's going to happen. It's going to find out it's going to be real white rabbits, green rabbits, yellow rabbits, and our yellow submarines. It's all madness. So as you can tell, this is Matrix month. Uh, we begin with movie number one. And of course, we're going to do the
3: Matrix. Mike, what do you, where were you when you sold the Matrix? The Honestly, I was actually down the street from here. Not our normal, not our normal movie movie. Uh, place mm-hmm. uh, i didn't i wasn't on this side of town i was a little bit closer to our small town of apopka and there's a regal cinema that i went to see it at with my uh at the time wife and now ex-wife uh but yeah i remember i that's one of those ones that really stood out because it was it was a a big step you know in like movie making at that point yeah because uh, that's the feeling it had was something we had felt before in the past in movie making going a little deeper than just the, you know just entertainment and uh, you felt it like the second the movie was over. Like me, we had that we had a long conversation about like you know, what oh. the possibilities meant and everything that was just tied in. And again, yeah. this is before the internet was. I mean, the internet was around, but it wasn't that big to where we got all the the back rumors and all that stuff.
1: That was one of those nights where we. I think I saw it was a midnight showing. Didn't know what it was, but I heard Kiana was in. I'm like, Let me check it out because that was this was the same year I believe Episode One came out, and this movie was kind of like out there like yeah let me check it out and i think the movie's almost two hours plus so we got at like you know 2 two thirty 30 in the morning and that's when we went to steak and shake <laughs> and actually had a long conversation like what the hell did we just see and like you just said before you know what is it was it real is it fake it's just all those conversations but yes this movie brought a lot of conversations a lot of things moving forward as far as film technology that took it like it started here and that everybody has used. Like, come on, how many times have we seen that Matrix slow-mo fighting shot? That has been used by everybody now. And it started here by the Wachkowski brothers. And Wachkowski siblings now at the moment. But um, this movie was a lot of firsts. Um, yeah, so it's it's the Matrix. And um, why don't we stop talking? And stop talking while we're doing the movie. Or start talking while we're doing the movie. Because uh, this movie is a pretty talky-talky movie. So guys, I am at 000 mic is at zero zero zero, so i'm gonna say three two one and you press play so three two one
2: play
3: and we're in yeah the classic green intro that we that we'll get used to going forward
1: yeah we'll be seeing this in a couple weeks i believe which is matrix revolutions or Retribution. Or God damn. It, so.
3: Resurrection.
1: Resurrection. I keep getting. It's just too many R's.
3: Resurrection. Yeah. No. This was not the year of uh, episode one. This is a uh, Sleepy Hollow Galaxy Quest. Oh, it, it might have been when I saw the trailer. Possibly. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's
1: probably probably when the trailer. That's why I'm kind really get mixed up.
3: But I mean, when you really look at the year that this came out, there was some like really great movies out you know man on the man on the moon you had um american beauty notting hill eyes wide shut made some really great blair witch project came out this year as well blair witch say what you want now but back but then, no 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 no
2: watch
1: no, <laughs> I, I do not make one of the blair witch project that's the movie terrified me when i saw it because it was shot in a weird way i got motion sickness and in the theater too how do you get motion sickness in the theater
3: All oh, that jerky camera move movement.
1: that's what it was it just got it just ah, it went home threw up this. what we got here
3: now it is a little bit of an interesting foreshadowing the uh building. Yeah, the building that they're in right now will be the building we end the movie in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That is correct.
3: And there is um, Carrie A. Moss. Yeah, they originally tried to get uh, Jada Pinkett Smith for that role. Uh, they didn't. They get her later on. They got her in one of the sequels, I think. Yeah, they got her in one of the sequels. Yeah, but they wanted. They originally wanted to try to get her in for to play Trinity, but she turned it down. They wanted Will Smith for Neo, right?
2: Oh,
1: that
3: that that was that was offered to him, but he didn't get it. Like, I mean, he was very upfront. He's like, I just didn't get it. I didn't see what the big deal was. Hmm. They also tried to get a Sandra Bullock as well. Hmm. That'd have been interesting if they got him and Keanu back together. Her
1: and Keanu. Uh one of the first american performances by Hugo Weaving i believe or i could be wrong. No no um no lord of the rings is after I, I believe.
3: Yeah he would yeah he'd already done lord of the rings or no he hadn't done lord of the rings yet. Yeah
1: he's that's uh lord of the rings is 2001. There we go that's that slow-mo action shot that everybody freaking uses now. Oh, when you first saw it here, man, it was cool. Like,
3: damn. Still is kind of cool. I well, what you talking about.
2: It is
0: about? cool. I
3: don't know. I just think it's overdone now. It's kind of the same thing I was talking about with, uh, we went and saw earlier this summer, earlier the year, actually, we went and saw, um, Lord of the Rings back in there. They put it back out in the theaters and, you know, rewatching it. I'm like, man, a lot of this, you know, the technology is still amazing. The, the technology hasn't changed that much. Did they add any scenes to that or just no no scenes? this is just a regular yeah yeah this wasn't like the director's cut that I went to go see
1: and at first I'm thinking this is gonna be a regular role action movie it's not till later on you're like whoa hey I'm not watching here Jumping over buildings They're freaking superheroes. I was going to say, yeah, the cops' agents, but not quite because one of them missed a the fall there, so. Cops would have given up a long time ago. Who's the other agent? The other, uh, besides Smith, there's another agent there. Is it just called Agent?
3: I don't think that. I'm trying to remember. I don't think they they ever he ever addressed him. Yeah, he's just there. Agent Brown, that's his name. There's a like Agent Brown and Agent Jones.
1: They're like the evil Men in Black. <laughs> Good guys wear leather. These guys wear suits, so you know you can't trust them.
3: Yeah, I think it was Agent Jones. He went off to play um, uh Walt in um in Longmire. Oh.
1: Was he the sheriff?
3: Uh just as uh he's known for playing the lead role of Walt Longmire. Yeah, that's Longmire. the sheriff. So, yeah.
1: that's another another sci-fi connection because I think Katie Sackhoff was in that show was. She was the deputy.
3: Yeah, the other agent Agent Brown. Yeah, Paul Gooder or, or Goddard, I doesn't uh, looked around. He uh, he was a. I think he he was uh, he played Stark in, um, Farscape. Man, Farscape that was one
1: of the first uh, Sci Fi Channel's uh, original series. Was Farscape?
3: I think it was the very first one. No, it's been around a while. Like, Nineteen ninety nine, Farscape came out.
1: What year did Sci Fi Channel premiere?
3: Oof. That was,
1: but then again, there's there's two specifications. For sci-fi channels because there was when it was called Sci with this with the C and they changed it to the Y.
3: It's still the same channel. All they did is try. I to, know, but they, they changed just it. tried to be cool. No, it would no. a Little acronym it was like, yeah, hey, it's a sci-fi channel still.
1: And they embraced our garbage movie spin.
3: Yeah, no, they changed that. They they changed uh, the the PSI, um Trying to think when when that was, but yeah, no, it's. No, they've been around before a while before that. I should I even think um I think Stargate had already been on.
1: I don't oh uh, wait, because Stargate was in syndication and then I think it went right to sci fi. Sci fi sort of saved it and then they kind of morphed it into all these crazy spin offs which you would know about, so you're since you're a Stargate sweaty. You
3: know.
1: It was like there was like Stargate, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate in Space, Stargate, you know. No, no, there were just, just three of them. That's still a lot.
3: And I it, remember you know, I called yeah, and I'm not it, even I counting the bad the bad animated one that they had out. Stargate. I Infinity. did watch. I didn't see. I didn't even know they had an animated movie. It was it was set like two decades or two generations in the future. It must have been bad. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that good.
1: Was Momoa on uh, Atlantis? Was it, yeah, is that where that's gonna, where
3: he. Yeah, that's where he debuted. That's why when people saw him on the other things, I'm like, i oh, I already seen him. I already, <laughs> we <laughs> already knew what he was going to be. And I mean, he played pretty much the same character he was in all this other stuff.
1: The internet was a little bit of a flex this week. They were showing uh, these. I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but um, they had these test footage shots of Momoa as the Crow. Which you know, not a, not really a big deal. They didn't really show anything, just him in the makeup and all that stuff. But I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, he just he looks a lot bigger than Brandon Lee, but by, you can see like just gigantic. Yeah, man.
3: that's that's why I'm not like I just don't. Yeah, think it, he's wasn't so right not, it, it was nothing special. I was yeah. and the so people losing their shit
1: like, oh my god, you know. I go, dude, it wasn't really anything. It's just him in the makeup and you know a, a still shot. <laughs> was he clean shaven or did he have the beard? No, no, he was clean shaven. That's why, like, I was oh, like. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, maybe that's why people are freaking out. Showing the double chin.
3: Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Forgive it Yeah, I just yeah. For me to Momoa, just just the body size, just is what throws it off for being the crow. Me too. Me too. Because
1: he's the the crow in John Barr's comic. He's a frail type yeah, dude, very
3: wavy. Well, uh, you know, yeah. music, very wavy musician. Uh, well said. <laughs> And that's you know that's what he is. I mean, he's he's Iggy Pop. They need to find somebody with Iggy Pop's body style. That's what he was copied off of. I know. I understand there's change and adaption you know, and all that crap. But there's certain things you just want to kind of keep. Yeah, like, and I just don't. I don't see Momoa waxing poetically.
1: You yeah, do I? You know, people shit on that. I'm not sure. Have you ever seen the Crow series? Stairway yeah, no, you and I've talked about that. Yeah, I actually like that series. I don't know if people crapped on it.
3: Because there was a crow, um, what was it? there was other other animals. Oh, so I think that's when it got weird.
1: Oh, the, yeah, the snake and yeah.
0: the. Okay,
1: right. Yeah, take that back. Believe it or not, there are clubs or
3: used to be clubs like this. Oh yeah, I actually used to go to one in LA. I believe it. Let's wait for that. I, might I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't shot there because it this these areas look very similar. It was a, it was a club called a uh, Club Nowhere. And every night it had a different theme. You, you know, you might you know there was actually a club down here that
1: the whole club wasn't like this, but they had a setup. It was it was a place called the Dungeon. It was called Independent Bar, which is not Barbarella's. And they had a section called the, the Dungeon, which actually very didn't have dancing people like that and leather strap-ons on, but They played that type of industrial music and people were dressed to the whim and, you know, yeah, good stuff. Tale of two careers right here. I mean, not that Carrie Ann Moss hasn't done a lot since the Matrix films, but, you know, you compare it to Keanu. You know, Keanu has had the Keanu socks since this. What did he do before this? Did he do Johnny Mnemonic or was that the after? No, Johnny Mnemonic was before this. Okay, so he did Johnny Mnemonic. Uh, what else did he do? No, Johnny Mnemonic is the only thing I think
2: of.
3: Like, I think before this he had done um, Devil's Advocate. I think it was like it was probably his most recent one before this.
0: Good film.
3: Yeah, I think like that and I think... Um, Think what was it? A speed two was on here. No, he didn't do speed. Oh no, that's why right. he turned that down. Yeah, <laughs> sorry that was on his list of turndowns. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Not the
1: best movie.
3: Oh, feeling feeling Minnesota. I think was another while well, I was around this time. Just oh, before cool. that. Oh, cool. cool, uh, yeah. He was in his arts blue. phase. Art artsy phase. Artsy, artsy, artsy.
1: That he did all three of these, and then after that he took a take a break. He did like smaller films, but um,
3: I think he right. did. I think in the middle of these, I think he did uh, uh the Sam Raimi uh, The Grifter.
1: I love the fact in the new trailer that it shows him with the um, the beard and long hair, aged up the character, and actually Carrie Ann looks like still the same. You know, a couple wrinkles here and there, but she still looks good. She was um, oh, she was the lawyer. In the Netflix series, though, the Marvel Netflix series, she yeah. was there for yeah, Jessica
3: Jones. Yeah, yeah she, she was. was Jones, yeah.
1: yeah, and then she she
3: was in Defenders. I think she was in an episode of Iron Fist? Too? Might have been. Or was it? I think she was part of the Defenders though, during the crossover. Yeah. I think that's what you're thinking of.
0: Yeah.
3: i
1: very solid. I wonder if this new Matrix is going to be the beginning of something or just a one and done.
3: They'll probably leave it open. Just, I mean, basically kind of how this one was. You know, when you finally see, you know, see the ending of this one, it was kind of left open. Like they could have ended it with the first one. Could have. And some say they should have ended it with the first one. Um, I'm not
1: one of those people. I actually, there's, I don't think the sequels are as off. They are bad, but they're not as bad as people think they are. The third one is a mess, but, the second one is not bad. Third one, I don't know what the hell was going on. And uh, we'll be, we got to flip a coin of which one we're going to watch and review. So that's going to be fun. Uh, people had issues with the, um, the newer trailer showing the, uh, I can't pronounce that guy's name. The guy who played black man. He's playing like I guess the new, a uh, different version of Morpheus. Yeah, and um, they were like, "Oh, well, Morpheus is this guy." But you know, but it's, it's explained that you know you can change your form in the Matrix.
3: Well, that's why. Yeah, well, that's what he when you'll see it in a little bit when Morpheus explains him, this is the digital you. It's what your digital image is. You know, your head. Hmm. But Hugo Weaving. I think probably one of the biggest movies he done. There's two big movies he did before this, like you would, everybody would recognize. He did Bay Pig in the Cities. He was one of the animal voices, um, but he was also in uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Really? Yeah, he was. A, you know, he's one of the one of the actors in that one. So yeah, I mean, he had two somewhat big movies? But this was like his big, like you said, you know, it was like his American. Maybe. Yeah, because I don't remember him anything else
1: before this. That's what I was trying to think of.
0: come with me to you.
1: Is this Los Angeles they're filming in?
3: I don't believe they filmed in Los Angeles. No, I wanted. I thought it was in. I thought they filmed this in Georgia. Let's see, they said some of it was filmed in Sydney. I don't know, South Wales it looks like. It looks like a lot of this was filmed overseas. Okay, for some reason I thought some of this was filmed in Georgia. Probably, uh, Probably for tax reasons they did a lot of that over there. Yeah. Expensive filming in the big cities, especially L.A.
1: No, actually, well, okay, any of the big cities. A Nokia cell phone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had one of those. Nokia came out with a Matrix-esque phone a couple years ago. Did they? Yeah. I looked that
0: up.
1: It ever? Exp- well, I think it is explained. I'm probably just forgetting why the agents are so much stronger than the, um, I guess uh, pff, the regular old Matrix folk.
3: What's that again? Why are the agents stronger than? Well, because they're they're actual computer programs. Yeah. Okay. Mister Anderson.
1: I looked in the IMDb. I don't think Hugo's coming back for the sequels. Neither.
3: No, I don't think so. Now. He said uh, no. Like he said. So yeah, at the beginning when you saw Trinity doing, you're running across the uh, the top of the buildings. Mm -hmm. That was actually uh, leftover product from a production of a movie that is talked to be very eerily similar to this. Uh, An earlier movie, a 1998 movie, came out a year before this. Dark City. Oh, the rooftops yeah. that the rooftops that she was running on were were left over from the production of Dark City. So that might be another you know vibe of to why you know reason why it has that same vibe of uh you know looking like Dark City. I like Dark City.
1: Soundtrack was amazing. Well, actually, the musical score. It wasn't really a soundtrack. Had those weird freaking Uncle Fester looking guys what they call the Watchers or something. And the one dude that built this world was good. Check it out. Clean cut
3: Keanu. This was uh, Keanu for most of his career. Yeah, clean cut. Now he's all... Long haired beard. Well, that's just the style nowadays. I mean, long haired and beard just everywhere, dude. (laughs) Everybody's got a long long hair ponytail or the uh, the samurai bob thing, whatever you want to call that, and then a beard. Hmm.
1: I saw something online. It was little. This guy was a. um, He was trying to connect Bill and Ted. To the Matrix, to John Wick. It's actually pretty good. I mean, it makes no freaking sense, but I, I applaud the guy for at least trying. Because I was like, "Well, it's
3: a little out there," but. Not really? You got the you got the different timelines from Bill and Ted, and one of the one of the alternate timelines in the mult in, in the Bill and Ted multiverse. Could be where the machine, where they, they, they messed up so bad at one of their shows and it destroyed the whole humanity. Everybody had to get plugged into the matrix and one of the matrix's, uh, programs is John, John Wick. Yeah. It's not that, it's exa- not that, that bar, is- <laughs> far of a stretch. Like, that's exactly what it was. Did you actually see the video? <laughs> no, no just, it's,
2: not that, it's
3: not that difficult. I mean, especially after the third, uh, third Bill and Ted, I mean, they, they had multiverses in there. So. versus a thing that's going to be dying soon, I hope, because everybody's doing it.
1: Yeah, no. That's freaky. No, they his ass. This is going to hurt a little bit. Now that um, technology had been around for a while. So it's not new. Little liquidy anime CG thing. Look, it's a
0: squid. <coughs>
3: it's real
1: dude
3: have a time. yeah I think where they lost the reason I say they they should have stopped with one because I all the the symbolism and the ideology that they told in this got lost with the sequels you know you lo- you kind of lose those symbolisms and the importance of those symbolisms
1: yeah they all went away and then just replaced it with like other I wouldn't call it obscene nonsense, but just I don't know. It's not the way I thought they would go.
3: I think the sequels are one of those ones where I know you're a you're a big fan. I don't always need the answers to every little nuance that's in a story. And I think that's that's what the sequels were. They're like, Let's build on this world about everything that we kinda hinted at, let's show everybody everything and that's where it just I think it went out of control. That's why sometimes it's like just let let it roll as Let let, let the story stand on its own. We don't need to have the answer to everything. (laughs) <laughs> sorry it's waiting for it. it's coming I oh, know you're gonna have a whoa well eventually
1: <sighs> are we doing point break uh in January I
3: think we are this yes, yeah next month is our um our X games because the x games Yay. are going on so we thought we'd do some uh, X game movies gotta get extreme man oh yeah. We're going to throw back to the '80s, some '90s, some early 2000s. Are covering the whole gamut on X.
1: I was looking over the list the other night before I passed out. I was like, "Man, it's going to be a fun year." What do you mean? I am Bill S. <laughs> Squire. Oh dude. That's a freaky. shit there. Oh yeah, you plug it into the car. Now was that supposed to be a tracker they put in them?
3: Oh yeah, the uh yeah the, the squid, squid thing, party. yeah.
1: Throw that shit away. No ominous building there. Looks like the Tower of Terror. Old ride they had down here in Universal Studios where they shut it down. Actually, that was at MGM. Sorry.
3: It's still open. It's uh, something else now. I can't remember what it's. Was
1: it the Guardians of the Galaxy ride or something? I think something? it's yeah. I think
3: it is the Guardians now. Man, I like the way this is shot. This. Well, this is the. I mean, this style for pre, Y two K. I mean, remember everything was dark and gritty and dark and dingy. Yeah. yeah. Everything from the movies to the, to the music.
1: Took was it? Took the X Men fifteen years to get their original costumes. <laughs> nice to meet you.
3: Yeah, you're talking about the bullet time uh, technology from 1999 when this was issued and like it, you know came out to 2002 so literally three three years later the bullet time sequence had been used at over 20 different movies by that time
1: damn
3: and well you gotta think at least two of them were most likely the matrix so at least 18 times it, was, it was used somebody else shit and, and I, I don't even know if they're counting shrek Because Shrek, it was used, but it was animated. So I don't know if they're going to count that in there. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I don't think he should.
3: It's funny when um, Lawrence watched the movie for the first time, he actually was scared of himself. He's like, Morpheus scares the shit out of me.
1: Presence, man. I always wonder how he got those sunglasses on.
3: Yeah, that was always one. It's like how do they keep that there? Uh, just
1: it's glue. <laughs> it's pretty cool, but yeah.
3: Yeah, he actually. Uh, Lawrence also equated Morpheus as being Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader in one body.
2: Um, yeah,
3: we're Obi Wan and Vader, I guess too. Hey, anybody rocks a black trench coat like that has to have some Vader influence.
2: A little bit.
1: Just a little bit.
3: Rockin' out that SM shit. Yeah, the late nineties a lot of cows died for fashion. <laughs> Wasn't that the name of a band? <laughs> what, Cow's Eye? No, Cows for Passion. I no, fashion. A, I said fashion. Oh, fashion. These. A cows for, I think it's Cows for Passion. That's a.
1: Hey, guys, we're Cows for Passion. What?
3: Can't be any worse Someone... than Porno for Pyros, I mean. Actually, like, yeah, like I didn't that. say anything about the band. I'm just saying the title.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> the a title, name yeah, of the
3: band. strange.
1: Cows for Passion and Porno for Pyros in the same band,
0: same card kit.
3: There was somebody offered this role or was considered for the role, but it obviously didn't, it fell through. But Gary Oldman as Morpheus, I think he probably, he would have done an amazing job. I think he would have kicked ass. The other person was Samuel L. Jackson, but I just I can't uh, say that. you
1: over the top. My- no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> take this pill,
1: motherfucker. You better take it right now.
3: Now, in retrospect, in today's world, um, the act, this scene is actually representation, like the Kowski brothers or sisters now are saying, this, this is actually one of their representations for their transgender of taking the red pill is, you know, opening up and becoming transgender and accepting yourself for who you are.
2: Hmm. Okay.
3: Because you gotta I mean, think they, back, I man. When they made this, they we didn't know what was going on in their minds and their, you know, in their lives. You know, but now we see what they, you know, who they are and and you know what they're representing themselves. And yeah, you know, this is a, you know, if you really look deeper into this, it gives you a little bit more where they were at that time. I didn't know both of them did
1: the transition. Yeah. I just one of them
0: did.
3: Yep, yep. I was like, oh, okay.
1: I looked at the bottom line, like, who are they? Oh, okay. They went from brothers to sisters.
0: That's queens, man. Or a boat.
1: Yeah, this is all late 90s. Grit your teeth, everything in dark rooms. Low lit light, lightning in the background. That's how comics was for the longest time. I blame the Dark Knight returns on
3: that. Everything had to be dark. Yeah, that was years after Dark Knight. That was the influence of the 90s again. You gotta remember that about this time. And actually, a few years before this is that's when uh, Danzig had his um, his own comic book line, Verotica. If you remember that line. Mm. And uh, they had, you know, that was, you know, talk about some dark shit.
1: Have you ever seen that video, of Danzig? And um, man, I think it was, it's going on five. I think you might have seen it. He was backstage at some concert, and they say—I mean, I don't know Danzig personally. Maybe you met him around the town. I'm not sure, but they say it's very big. ego.
3: Oh yeah, when was, when he got his ass kicked? Yeah, you saw that one. The one—the big oh, guy yeah, just yeah, that's knocked a, That's, him a, that's down. an
1: old, old one. Yeah, yeah. It's- like he was, he was starting to find this guy was like ten times his size. He was a younger dude. Just not like a big muscular, just a big man. No, oh, he was just
3: a bit. No, he was a big dude. Yeah, that's all you can say. Yeah, he just knocked him out with one punch. Knocked him out. And somebody put music to that video. Hysterical. Hmm, this is interesting. Uh, an excess singer, Michael Hutchinson. He was actually. Put in for uh, a major role, but you know, died in suicide um, three days before. Um, really, yeah. Learn, learning he had the role, yeah, but they were going to cast him in a role. And that have been interesting. I wonder if he was one of the one of the crew. Would be. I could see him oh, fitting yeah. in with
1: the crew. I could see him just playing that one part we just saw the guy with the, uh, the ponytail over there. All right, when I saw this, this freaked me out also like, what?
0: Look that. Pretty eerie.
1: Has like an alien vibe to it a little bit, like the first alien when they go to the planet.
3: Honestly, I see alien uh aliens when they're in there in the in the uh in the two uh two processing towers that have lightning, have electricity flashing up uh, up on them. See that also. This one's interesting. I, I love this actor. I, I could have seen him doing uh playing Neo, but you and McGregor.
1: Can
3: do anything. I mean, he was in the middle of filming *Phantom Menace* when they were doing talking about bringing this out. So, so I mean, he made a good choice.
1: Yep, yeah, he'll be um, actually the, both Keanu and um, Ewing will be coming back for their, these those same two roles um, in a matter of uh, months, I, I believe. Because Keanu comes back in a couple weeks, and Ewing, I think couple months. They haven't set a release date for Obi-Wan yet, but they're done filming. I can imagine maybe March, April. Oof. Again, if you guys have ever watched the Animatrix, they explain how all this happened.
3: Oh, it says rebirth. <laughs> you don't. You ain't pretty when you were born. So, nope. so uh, we when, always when talk about Will Smith being uh, offered the role for Neo. They uh, the Wachowskis wanted to uh, pair him with a interesting Morpheus. Um, they wanted to pair him with a Val Kilmer as Morpheus. And according to Smith, the only portion of the film that Wachowskis uh, pitched to him was the midair jump scene. They kind of explained to him what they were doing and that's made Smith skeptical. Didn't he didn't think that they could do it. Just the scene that they were talking about. He's like you just can't you don't have the technology to do it. So he opted out and went to uh do uh with the wild, wild west instead. <laughs> Winning him his first two Razzies. Wow wild, wild West. And Wow wild, wild West. That was a fun movie. That was, yeah,
1: exactly. It was just fun. You know what? I didn't realize the the guy who played the main bad guy in that movie was Kenneth Branagh. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, Kenneth Branagh did this movie? Shit. Man, look at that. It's eerie. So I guess they're, um, Trying to take all the, uh, circuitry out of him, I believe.
3: Well, that's part of it, but also he, you gotta realize he's been living in that goop for what, 30 years, maybe 32, however old he is. His muscles have gone atrophy. You've never, he's never used his muscles. So that's what they were doing that the, uh, when they were giving him uh, acupuncture, they were basically trying to fight off the atrophy because he couldn't move. Try and restart those muscles yeah. again. Well, you got to realize this is the first time his body's ever moved. Ever. You know? I mean, just imagine waking up 32 year, years later never moved a muscle in your life. You know how to do it. You know the motions by your mind. But your physical body has never done it. you done it. Man, it's crazy. I'm looking through this list of all these actors that were offered the role and they just turned it down because either they didn't understand it, their agents said it was gonna flop. I mean, so many so many great actors. Fucking David Coveney, Jillian Anderson, you had uh, you know, Jada Peakin Smith, uh, John Renee. You know, he was gonna play Agent Smith. Lou Diamond Phillips. I mean, so many great actors. John R. A.
1: was going to play the agent, agent yeah. Smith.
3: Yeah. Professional shit. I've been yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. I mean, some great actors that just turned their roles down because they were just told or they felt, you know, it just wasn't going to work. Even Russell Crowe turned it down. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. It's fun. And then Russell Crowe ends up doing,
1: uh, what was it Virtuosity? Mm-hmm. With, uh, with 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 Denzel Washington, yeah. which is his first American film.
3: Yeah, even Leonardo DiCaprio turned down the role because just he was concerned about the amount of visual effects. But, but again, we then we wouldn't get these actors, you know, who really, when you look at their careers, they, they
1: kind of embody these characters, so I, you can't see them.
2: Yeah,
3: you, I can't like I like the
1: choices you gave me, good choices, but I can't see anybody else playing Neo. I can't see anybody else. Well. We will in a couple of weeks, then um Lawrence first from playing Morpheus.
3: But at this point though, I mean, but you think about where each of one of their careers were, it I think if they were any place else in their careers, they wouldn't play these roles the way they are.
1: Well, for some it kinda of catapulted their careers.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean Keanu and and um but Keanu, Lawrence they, I mean they've all had a career, but it's that wasn't like awesome. Carrie did did not have much of a career before
1: this. That I know, cause she, dude, she did a show. This is gonna show my, you no, know, you know her ages, but this is gonna show what kind of show I was watching back at the time. She did a show called Models Inc. It was a spinoff of yeah. Beverly Hills 90210 No, it was actually a spinoff of Melrose Place, which is a spinoff of 90210. It
3: was a third show, and she was, yeah, she was like, she had longer hair back then. So that's where I, I knew her from. She was also on a show in the 1990s, early 1990s called Matrix. Just a, to- <laughs> like really? You, you, no, I'm, yeah, really. It wasn't based serious? off of this, but the show was oh. in 1993. It was a show called Matrix.
1: Oh, shit! Everything is broken down. Now, why do you think they use the old timey TVs? I'm not saying they had flat screens back then. But I'm just talking about these TVs. There's like mostly
3: sixties and fifties TVs, the giant.
2: The I don't know. It
3: just screen. gave fit. I think it was just a, oh, just, just like a like call. An Yeah.
1: I mean, did we have flat screens back? No, we didn't. No,
3: not that. No, not yet. We did. Well, we did have some, but they were like attached to the the bigger, like the the floor uh, mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Yeah, well you really want to feel old about what Carrie Amos was doing just before this. You remember Viper? She did she do Viper? She was yeah, she was Stacey Taylor and Viper, yeah. Oh my god,
1: yeah. I remember Viper was just like the rip off of Knight Rider. Yeah. They did that was during when the Dodge Viper came out, they was like, Oh, it's a great cool car, and I was like, oh, That's a cool car. And they made this Night Rider S series where the car like just changed color or its skin, and that was it. Didn't didn't talk, didn't do anything else, but it just changed skin. I was like, this show sucks. And then they rebooted Knight Rider like many moons after that. And the new Knight Rider car, first off, wasn't a Pontiac Trans, Am, it was a Mustang. Boo. And then they made it a Transformer. No, actually, no, they didn't make a Trans. They, they made it a, a Transformer that changed to different cars. No, the ultimate sin was when they um it was an episode called uh Night to King's Pawn or something like that. And, and Car showed up the first se- uh, season. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And Car was a transformer. I was like, this show sucks. That's when I knew it was over. And Peter Cullen came back to voice Car, which was, uh, you know, it all ties together, as we say, Mike.
3: It all ties together. So that Matrix series, uh, it was the series uh, It has Steven Matrix, a hitman who was killed during a job, sent to a version of Purgatory called The City in Between. There he is given a choice to be sent to hell for all of his murders he's committed or return to Earth and help people. That was the concept. It was a Canadian show. This actually sounds like an interesting one. It sounds like a, it sounds a light, like the show, lighter, lighter uh, spawn. It sounds like the show Brimstone, which it came out on Fox. That's like the exact premise. So maybe that's where Brimstone got the idea. Yeah, that's where probably Brimstone got the idea. Cause Cause we're, we're, literally uh, American TV is known for borrowing a... dude
1: that is like beat for beat brimstone brimstone ripped that off yeah because remember i told you about brimstone that basically was like this cop he died for the same exact thing the devil's like oh all these souls got released from hell you got to get him back and the guy who played the devil was the guy who played lionel luther in smallville so
3: i think i have seen that actually sounds familiar i gotta get that cereal i love to get that in box
1: set Sorry, guys. We're just geeking out. <laughs> have you seen the show? We got 97 episodes. Nothing's really changed.
3: Sorry. Ooh, Christopher Molino was uh, up for the role of Agent Smith. That would have
2: been uh, Yeah. Okay.
3: Mm, peace, soup. <laughs>
1: Now in the sequels, we get more of a um spoilers guys. It's been out for almost twenty years. We get more of a godly Neil. did you like that move? I mean, I kind of like I know yeah, he has because to that's go what he turned
3: into. I mean I that's know. the logical progression right. of when he ends the movie. He is Jesus he's Je- it, it's all about based off of about the religious symbolisms they have to the whole thing. He becomes Jesus and he you know yeah, so yeah, that makes sense okay. yeah, did you want him to go backwards? Like no, no,
1: or? I I had an idea that I thought that he would be like a liberator. Like he would like release everybody from the pods and they would become just almost like him and they would continue like the cycle of releasing people and releasing people. Well, it
3: is, he, but he had that power though.
1: Yeah. I mean I have no issue with it, I'm just saying.
3: It was in those scenes that I realized in the in the, you know, the next couple of movies we're going to be doing. That's when I realized, man, they could really get away with a great Superman now. You know, when I saw those scenes of him flying around and then I you know I think Superman Returns was you know right around the corner you know now so I'm like oh I saw what they did in Neo, for Neo so I think it'll be amazing
1: and those flight scenes were actually pretty good then we got Man of Steel which is you know the only Superman movie that I own <laughs> I took my daughter to see that movie and she loved it right then and there. I knew I was like, you know what? I have to disown you for you. She's told me, you know what she told me? Huh. After the movie, I'm like, you know, well, yeah, it's a pretty good movie, but you know, you're still Batman, right? she's like, no more Batman, dad. Man of steel. I'm like, oh no. And I, and I went to her, um, I dropped her off a couple of weeks ago at her house. I'm looking over, I'm, I'm, under, I'm just going to her room, see what's going on. She has her clothes in her bed. She did laundry, and I see that an S shirt. I'm like, oh, boy.
3: You've been converted. Oh, it's like with my son, he was a Spider-Man fan. Like, so much. Had one and nothing to do with DC. It's like, you're not my son. <laughs> it's all Spider-Man. Damn, Toby. Did you say that? You're not my son. <laughs> <laughs> I said that to my wife, though. don't think he's fine. Get that blood tested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this guy's
1: been around. What He's done, I mean, I think more supporting stuff. I haven't seen him doing any starring roles. If he did, it was probably like the DVD. No offense to the actor, but...
3: Uh, it's, uh... No, this is Dozer. This is uh, Marcus Chung. Street Justice. uh, Same. Did Panther. There we go. He was uh, the Crow Wicked Prayer. There you go. One of your favorites.
1: Yeah, it always comes back to the Crow.
3: But yeah, now he was on Street Justice for, I think, pretty much his full run. What was Street Justice? That was a series, right? Yeah, ninety-one, ninety-three. Uh, so one with Carl Carl Weathers. Oh wow, that's going back. Ninety-one,
2: ninety-three. Yep.
1: It. I did like this though. I just learned
3: kung fu. Oh my god the the skits and the spoofs off of these next like five minutes are just all that we're all over the it's, TV. You, oh my god, everywhere.
1: I got you, man. <laughs> Kimbo Taekwondo. Dr- what is it? What did you see that? Drunken boxing? Yeah, is that a real thing? Yeah. Drunken boxing. Okay. You
3: never seen Drunken uh, Master Jackie Chan? That movie's so
2: ridiculous. Well,
3: that's it's that's kind of the style that he's fighting in that is that it's like very like arms kind of flailing a little bit, but you have control more control over it than it looks. So yeah, that it is unfortunate style. And
1: if you guys are, have seen the trailer, you see this actual scene being played out again, but ends a little bit differently. Man, I'll I'll tell you what, I'm a sucker for training montages like this. Like where the hero gets trained to fight, like Batman begins at a training montage, Rocky, of course. Um, I don't think Star Wars ever had one.
2: Oof. It's
1: pretty crazy. Hey look at he's flying Morpheus. Place your bets. I call Morpheus. Yep. I've seen that all the time. Well now. Oof. Where do we get here (laughs) again? Jesus. Yep. Back then, this was all cool.
3: I love, I love this this scene here. This is probably one of my favorite spoof scenes ever. Because I think it was on MTV where he like bends over. He goes, "Huh? You think that's air?"
0: Really? <laughs>
1: wonder how many takes it did to do this scene had to be several
3: Uh, this scene I think was 10 days filming
1: yeah it had to be
0: hit me hit me Who's this dude?
1: Should have hit him. Told you to hit him. Come on, Neo.
0: No, oh, that was quick.
1: Again, it's been used a lot, but still, you could do it, man. Make the jump.
3: Who is this guy? Oh, The guy with the funny hat. That's Mouse. Talk about oh. the skinny little white kid? Yeah. Yeah, it's Mouse.
0: Okay.
2: Ah!
1: <laughs> Oops. He didn't believe, man. He didn't believe. Joe Pantoliano. Or Pantoliano. There he is. Joey Pants. Joey Pants from Sopranos. Big traitor that he was. I mean, I haven't seen the whole series, but I heard things happen.
0: Da da da, 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 da,
2: da. da da da
1: Wake up to you
3: So there is a little um, controversy surrounding the Matrix, there was a, a lady uh, just a little bit before it came out or after it came out, a uh, Sophia Stewart, who claimed that this uh, was a ripoff of one of her stories that she had presented to the movie studios. Not only this movie, but Terminator. And it was called the Third Eye of the Matrix, the, hmm. ser- the book or the series that she wrote. And basically the concept of it was is, well, that the terminator the world that the terminator's made turned into the matrix the machines took over and then you know imprisoned the the people the the uh, lawsuits never came to fruition she spent 5 6 years trying to you know getting it they just was, just wasn't enough evidence but there is still a big contingency of people that are behind her on that believing that she uh that she that this was legit hmm. um They're saying they're using her as a prime example of how Hollywood, you know, tries to uh, bury and hide like the black influence because she's a she was an African American writer and female writer, and so there's a there's a big contingency that still you know has you know beliefs in that that she is owed money for Terminators one through four and then all the Matrixes. But the concept that she had was like, yeah, but that basically, you know, was the, it a, was the, it a broad the, the, concept? Yeah, like the, the you know, it talked about the the machine, Sarah Connor, and that uh, John, and technically, what it was supposed to be was was that Neo was John entered into the system, and he was still fighting machines from internally. But yeah, that that was the that was the concept of it. I mean, it's nothing you're going to take straight to, straight to the, no, to no. filming. I mean, most of these stories, you got to realize most of these stories, like when you see the actual written, you know, write up that it's not as great as what you're going to see on the story. So that's when you get, you know, these people in the writer's room and everybody's mind can, you know, combines like, oh, I want to do this. And then somebody's like, oh, we'll do that instead. And yep. yeah, if you've read like the, the rough treatments of some, some movies, you're like early, that's what that's based off of. Holy crap.
1: Yeah, that lawsuit wasn't going to go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, they tried.
3: They they she she, like, she, she actually got um, an injunction for a bit to where they approved the lawsuit to go forward. Like she went through, the, like she went through all of the steps, and like even the judge was like, "Okay, yeah, we're going to continue with this." There's you know some legis- you know legitimacy to it. But one of the big things was like the copywriting for the Wachowski brothers was you know one was eighteen at the time, and the other one was just a freshman at college. So they're like, yeah, okay, she couldn't have contacted them that way. One thing and one thing only.
1: Did we pass the part where they
3: mentioned the Osiris already? I think we did. No, that's in the second movie. Oh, that's
2: right, we, that's right. We are
3: not told really. We we hear of Zion, but we're not told of any other hovercrafts that are out there that are running around, or that that there are other people, you know, trying to free folks. So yeah, that's not until the second one at the beginning when we see all the captains meet up. You're like, oh, okay, this is you know, there's a bigger world now that we're being introduced. Okay, so now they docked. No, now they just found a hole somewhere and are waiting, hiding from the squiddies. Squids, they're coming. We're at your mom's, shut up. We're <laughs>
1: here. That's right, get your scully cap on and you can get hardcore now.
3: Got to cover up that bald head. You don't want nothing shining off of it.
1: And the Arkham games—they robbed off this. There's a set. There's a set design, in then the, the first—I think no—it's Arkham City, where you see like the Joker's little hangout, and he has a setup just like this, while all these like old school TVs like that.
3: It's not ripped off from this. <laughs> that's, that's you look at old movies and stuff; they'll have that, like where it's just a bunch of t- TVs put together. It's a it's a sci-fi trope. With the massive TVs everywhere like this? we we'll have a bunch of TVs and monitors, yeah, put together to have, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a yeah, sci-fi it cool. trope we've seen before. It's a podcast trope, too.
1: <laughs> a lot of podcasters use it. Well, actually, I've seen one use it. I think Campia
3: does that. Massive monitors. i makes it oh Well, they put them behind him probably to make it look cooler, but yeah.
1: No, there's a setup where it shows, like, where he's, like, he's literally watching the screen just like this, the one I have. And then he'll have like another one, which is like this tall here on the right hand side, and like a smaller one here. I'm like, god
3: damn, yeah, no, no reason. So for he doesn't
1: have that. quite that. It oh, just looks cool. I mean, I'm not sure if he need it, but
3: yeah, if he if he was running the show by himself, yeah, okay, he'll he'll need one for you know the show stuff, and then. But I'm pretty sure he's not running the show by himself. Not now. He's got a, he's got people now, yeah, and he's had people for a long time. <laughs> KP has had money for a long time. You think he makes money? Yeah. Okay. He stopped doing all of his AMC stuff. So yeah, he's just making money off of that. I know people would hate to hear me say this, but he's, he's kind of the, he's the Rogan of our, of our community. You Now, if you look at, look at the amount of money, I know he's not making Rogan money, but he's making, he's making, you know, that kind of money in our, in our group.
1: He's making bank. I mean, he's the other day on his show, he was. Um, I guess they were drilling a hole in his some kind of like setup for his uh, his new car. It's one of those electric powered cars. So he had like a um, sort of like a whatever, like a plug-in station for his car at the garage. I'm like, that cannot be cheap. And then it panned over one on his Instagram page it shows like his pool outside. I go, dude, there's no way like his his wife is making all the money. He's got to be bringing in something. Of course he is. Because I, I know she
3: works for like
1: Amazon or something. But
3: he's going to be big the bank. Yeah, I think about his career and he, I mean, I'm per- pretty sure he still does, you know, writing and stuff like that on the side, so.
1: Oh, Joey Pants! You betrayed Neo. You betrayed Tony. Just in your blood, man. Probably the only time I seen him as a good guy was when he that Daredevil movie, when he played the cop. And whenever I get back on Facebook, I know somebody's going to say, well, how come you guys haven't done Daredevil? Relax. There's about a thousand other movies in the pipeline. I'm sure one day we'll get to it. But if we do it, it'll be the director's cut.
3: Yeah, he was a good guy in La Bamba. He was his manager. Was he in La Bamba? Yeah, he was. He was a. Uh, he was uh, He was his manager.
1: See, I didn't. And it's funny because the other day on Facebook they had like a La Bamba reunion with all the original cast members.
3: It's funny you say that. Wow.
1: Everybody's got the Scullys on, eating slop. Drop. I know how that is.
3: I mean, and he, and he was one of the nicer nicer of the Fratellis, so. Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> that's right was he the one with the
1: hairpiece yeah <laughs> you know i take that back he was the um he was the captain in um
3: bad boys
0: yeah he was
1: in out. u.s
3: marshals he was a. Uh... That's right, he was, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I take, you know, I, I retract. He said something. That. Now he is, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll give you, he is mostly known for douchebags. I mean, definitely. I think yeah, this, made, I think this movie triggered it for him.
1: To become a douchebag? Yeah. And after that, he, he became Joy Pants?
3: Yeah. Now, uh, the, uh, the, the t- t- tasty wheats that they're eating, you know what that was translated to in German? Mm. what? Sex toasties. <laughs> Sex toasties.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of sex toasties. See, I could see Michael Hutchins being that dude over there.
3: Not yeah, I'm saying, yeah I could definitely see him as part of one of the the, the crowd. Yeah. He busts out Suicide of Blonde in the middle. Suicide of Blonde.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. I had to do it. That's no, no, right,
3: yeah. right there. Man, Joey Pants has had a long career. Holy crap! Uh, I'll make a guess. His
1: age. Um, I'm gonna guess Joe Pantaniano is sixty nine. Close.
3: Very close. Seventies. He's seventy. Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, he started when like, he started in 1974. He was he, he was in MASH. Really, when he was in he was in risky business. Oh, he was the, one of the the pimps for the girls. Guido, that's right. Yeah, right. He was Guido, and I'm surprised, I'm surprised you don't don't remember this one. He was he was uh, Doc Robbins in Eddie and the Cruisers.
0: Would...
3: the first one, not not when Eddie becomes Oh, okay. Instructor.
1: I was thinking about the. I was thinking about Eddie Lives. Okay, okay.
3: You always go to Eddie Lives. That I liked to Eddie Lives, man. So I did really... I, but I go to the first one. You go first, I, then you move I, to I, Eddie, Eddie Lives. Eddie Lives was the last one I saw.
1: Now you're going to make me watch the first one, which I haven't seen in forever again. Because that's the better one. It is the better one, I agree. But I still like the second one. Although it was kind of hokey with him with the mustache. Look, Keanu... I guess Keanu hasn't earned his sun he hasn't earned his sunshades yet.
3: No, he he's gotta be in it for a while.
1: Yeah. Some woman can't get away with short hair like that. She's one of the few. I'm not sure there's still a ton more, but to me. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I said she didn't do anything before this. She did memento, right? I'm just thinking about that right now. She did memento. Yeah, she was
3: in memento before this, yeah. Okay, so
1: man, why does the oracle live there?
3: Where would the oracle live?
1: I don't
3: know. High rise condo. What? She's, she's not about being down with the Matrix. She's, she's down with the people. So she's going to live in the streets with the people. She's the oracle of the people. Mm-hmm. Didn't, um, I believe she passed away. Uh, after um, the second one. Or I think she'd already filmed the second scenes, uh, but yeah, she passed away. So in, then in the third one, she looked differently and she explained the meeting with with one of the agents caused her damage so she had to change her look. But yeah, yeah. the actress had died uh, from uh, diabetes complications in uh, 2001.
1: Oh my god, I remember
3: I have
1: friends who live in Brooklyn who live in buildings just like that. Open the door, Neo. You You discover a new world.
3: She's been around for a long time. She actually uh, debuted, I think it was a Bill Cosby show back in the '60s. She was on I Spy. Um, She was on the Mod Squad. So she's been a she been around and did a lot of a uh, lot of acting.
1: Oh my god, you know what movie they had in the, in the background? Look at that movie. Dude, that is Night of the Lepus. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> I never... <laughs> the movie by Killer Rabbits.
3: Did she ever explain who these kids are? I guess they're other anomalies like yeah. him? Yeah. Cause she'll, you know, she, she does say they're my children. And of course, you see, you just saw the kid bending the spoon with his mind, so. Dude, it's Professor X.
1: How'd you do that? That's amazing, man. This is the Oracle. Make me some cookies. My grandmother had the same exact setup in her apartment when she lived in Brooklyn shit. The authenticity. That's where we get all the Yoder shit now. Like I knew you were going to do that because I saw it coming. Because
3: it's happened before. Okay. No, not that it's happened before. She just she's the article she knows what's going to happen She's a. I remember dude these aren't people these are computer programs that's why everybody like when people are watching you you have to think of these now I mean you know what the history is of this you have to think of these people as computer programs and I love the comment is what's really going to bite you later is would you have done it if I didn't say anything
1: out the knowledge now.
0: What does it say?
3: Oh, the sign up top?
1: Yeah. I just caught a quick glance. I didn't see the whole thing.
3: Well, it's it's Latin. Oh. So you wouldn't have been able to read it.
1: anomaly let me see your hands baby Hmm. Should you imagine? City phone, I love those film books. Uh oh, black hat. What did you see in
0: Mm-mm. all right oh no mouse is stuck I didn't well, at least they got weaponry but they mow him down pretty fast And that's the whole thing. If you die in the Matrix, you can die in real life. Now, no way out. Why is this girl going to be different wearing white leather? An aesthetic choice. Now. Now stuff is moving. For the first hour or so we're just building up the story and now
1: we're just we're gonna get some action. And I guess these cops are
0: agents, I believe, because. Still trying to find that way out. My God, that bathroom looks like a saw bathroom. Yep, they all crept in that little hole. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> and this is where they run into the kids in the attic. That old school horror movie. No, it was the kids underneath the stairs. Mrs. Baker, they're coming through. Oops. Again, that hole was way too small for them for the Yeah, you're screwed now. Well his aim's a little off. He's not quite John Wick yet. Strong spot. Uh, why didn't you just do that before? This must be the poor man's
1: Brigitte Nielsen. I was watching the um, the Rocky four cut. The, I guess they call it the Drago cut. They added some more scenes with Drago and I don't know what they did but to Brigitte Nielsen. And I guess Sly still pissed at her or, or what, but they took like basically
0: all her scenes out. She's barely in the movie now. Dude, you have the leader of the elf race, and I forgot his name. That's a
1: trivia question. I'm sure Mike would know. I guess Morpheus got Elrond. Elrond, yes. Yeah, see, I knew Mike would know. He's kind of douchey in those Lord of the Rings movies.
3: All the elves sort of are,
1: but then yeah, but then it, when, when you saw the um, the prequels, what was the guy's name? He played. I guess he played as like his brother.
3: No, okay, he was he played himself.
1: It was still him. No, no, no. There was another one. There was another elf. Yeah. He was like uh, this guy's father. Uh, ooh, Orlando Bloom's dad. Uh, uh, what was his name? Oh. God. Uh shit. Whatever. He was Orlando Bloom's dad. And he played Ronan the Accuser. He was mad douchey. Elo fuck. I'm not even gonna try.
3: You got you got Elron against uh Ike Turner, man. Talk about two two
2: people that can fight. <laughs> I was just
1: Ike had a mean left hand, man. You know what? LMA, don't you talk back to me. Dude, why do we always do this? That would have been a great one to do last month for review or watch long. Ugh. Maybe me next time. I to, I actually,
0: you know, I have a list where I put all the movies that we Hey, You got there first, Joey Pants. Are they yeah
1: Now I was mentioning it in, in the um in the chimney scene before they got in there. you see the cop he's like spanning down and he sees this little hole, right and I guess you're supposed to believe that they got into that hole to the chimney. I'm like, okay. That could barely fit a doubleman pincher. You got, you got a, a human person through there? Oh man, Joy Pants is laying waste. Oh, ah, oh. and of course, Brigitte Nielsen over here has to be different, one on white leather. Damn it, your digital self, or or is she the symbolism of the white rabbit? No, that was the other one. Okay. What a creepo.
3: Pretty sure she doesn't smell so good, dude. There's like post apocalypse yeah, no yeah. showers running around.
1: Ain't no showers going, man. Ain't no deodorant, man. Everybody's smelling kind of stank. should make a deal with the agents, man. Tony Soprano you need him wasn't he Tony's right hand man for a while and then shit went sideways
3: trying to remember he was part of the he no he, he wasn't um he was with the same family but he ended up marrying Tony's sister and then she lost her shit on him because he was, he would beat her and then she ended up uh, put one in his head
0: ooh, shit yeah there's
1: your throwaway character Man, Joey Pants could have killed everybody. Oh, damn! They killed uh, the the blondie too. Dude, stop talking, Joey. You have him.
3: Don't you know villains like to monologue? Come on, man. I know, man. I know.
1: I keep thinking of um Bass Pender had one of the best lines. X-Men Dark Phoenix, not a great movie. But he had the coolest line when he's talking about Charles. He's like, Charles, it's always the same. First there's a speech. And nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, Joey Pants got it. he barely alive got you out and the next time we'll see him is uh that new predator series prey which malufa okay is there any like symbolism with these titles and the buildings don't believe so Was there any reason given why the agents, I mean, I know they're just agents, but like, like they could have been dressed in anything else in suits and dyes and wearing like the earpieces, like, you know, your, you know, presidential secret, secret, uh, secret, uh, secret society, secret, secret service. Easy for you oh. to
3: say. No, God bless me.
1: Did they give any reason why just like this or just, you know, they're just agents. So, so they got to wear it.
3: agents. They should dress like agents.
1: I thought there might have been another reason.
3: No other reason. I mean, they're agents. That's what they're called. So they should look like ancients.
1: And yeah, not in his head So now we have you, Mystery Morpheus. Look closely. It shows like a uh, a clip from him being in the electric company. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go in and get him.
3: So there's a lot of similarities between this uh, the the uh, screenplay that they had written and a uh, 1973 German uh, TV miniseries called uh, Welt am Draht, which is world on world sure. on a wire, and um, it's a uh, basically it's a uh, including a computer simulated world that's in, uh, indistinguishable from reality to its inhabitants, unique self aware computer programs who recognize the artificial nature of uh, nature of the simulated world and know the real world does exist. And the real and the way to leave this world was to exit via phone calls. So I'm surprised they didn't get sued for this one.
1: Weren't we mentioning another series before they got copied? Oh, yeah, that was the Canadian series you were telling me about. I was watching The Office today no, when, when I went to the um, after I got off of work and I was at the episode um, where Dwight is going in with uh, the kid from The Hangover claiming to be his son and they're trying to buy suits. Yeah. <laughs> An old little back and forth between them. was hysterical. He's like, yeah, this is my dad. And all of a sudden he mentions, yeah, but he made me smoke weed and all that stuff. And the, the guy's like a hunter's like, what? And he's like looking because I guess they're trying to get like, free suits or something.
2: Which
1: was pretty funny. I gotta admit
2: that.
3: I think I missed the boat on The Office. No, that's the nice thing about The Office. You can't miss the boat. Just watch it. It works just, just as good now as it did back then. You know I mean?
1: I just think that that sense of humor wouldn't match mine. But they, I think they got a lot of darker sense of humor than yeah. I did.
0: shit, like... It's, Especially when you look
3: at Dwight and you look at Creed, I mean, those two got some real dark sense of humor. Actually, Dwight, my God, he goes like, "Hm, you can't do it. I just love the fact that Creed Bratton is playing himself. That's He's using the same name, yeah. Okay. Actually, a lot of them used their real names when they were, you know, when they were doing it because a, a few of them were background characters. So and it wasn't that. until the series c- continued on that they like brought them in and, you know, and like, okay, you guys have always been back there. Let's actually give you a story. Like uh Phyllis, her real name is Phyllis. The actress. <laughs> it's. You no, know, actually, it's funny if you look her up. She used to be. What was, what was she? She was a Laker cheerleader. <laughs> But, you know, you, you, well, just watch a lot of what Creed does. Creed's, Creed's a dark motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why, like, The, the Office is so good because it can stand as is right now. It just because I don't think they, they do a lot. Here's a few, like, pop culture references to then, but for the most part, it's really not. I just, I had to get
1: past this... It, you know, how, like some sitcoms are just like, you know, they move a little bit at a like, quicker pace. Mm-hmm. It's more like, more, almost like more stationary It's very slow. Yeah. I had to get, I got to get used to that. That's the thing. I'm used to like, but the, like the dialogue and the jokes are hysterical.
3: And it's funny there's there's another actor there that nobody gives credit to really. I mean, no Die Hard fans will, but it's the cameraman. Cuz they, they oh. literally filmed it like a documentary, so that cameraman. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. That cameraman was actually a cameraman from um what was it? What was the um the 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 island people would go out to the island. Oh, Survivor. Yeah. He was actually a cameraman for Survivor. So he had knows how to film like live, you know, reality shows, and so they grabbed him, and he he would shoot the way he wanted to. They're like, "No, just do your thing." Makes sense. I'm
1: going to take you back to Middle Earth. There's a place over there you would like to meet. Uh, I've been reading a lot about this Lord of the Rings series coming up. Next year, and um, they mentioned it's like the third age, which is you know, whatever. But I think they mentioned that, that I think they cast somebody to be like the human version of Sauron before he fell to darkness. He has, he's got a different name, yeah. That'll be interesting because I don't think they, I mean, you would know, have they mentioned him in the um, in the token novels?
3: Oh, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. There's, there's tons okay. of Tolkien novels. There's, I there, read there's Hobbit. Books. There's the Lord of the Rings. and then you have I the just, so- Solomarian. Remember. Dude. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's so many Tolkien novels. Cause you got to realize, I mean, the man wrote his own language, his own world. I mean, you would talk about world building at on that e- extreme other than Conan. Nothing had ever been done that, that large, you know? And then you could, you throw in his son into the, into the, Mixture. After he had passed away, his son picked up and picked up some of his dad's old manuscripts and just finished them or put them together and you know filled in the filled in the holes.
1: Wasn't really interested to see this series, but when they mentioned, "Yeah, we're going to see the beginnings of Sauron," I was like, "Okay, I'm in. I want to see his dark descent, kind of like the prequels. What is dark descent? You know, that's you know how how he felt. Like a friend of mine at work, he got into Re- um, Clone Wars, and he's like, "Man, there's so much good shit in here." And I'm like, "I told you." Told you. Just got to keep watching. So I want to see that descent of Sauron when he actually becomes the Dark King. Or a dark entity, not Dark King. Just an eyeball. Give him a headbutt. Headbutt. God, look at... You know, they say acting is about lines, but, man, facial expressions as well.
3: I've noticed, honestly, like, some of the best actors, not even the best actors, just even good actors, it's the eyes.
1: Yes, it's inoculate. Because I've
3: seen other actors, like, people trying to act, and it's like, what their words are coming out great, and their face is good, but... The eyes, there's something they can do with their eyes that makes you believe that they're there, you know? Like, look at look at what Lawrence is doing right now.
1: Yeah, both of them.
3: Yeah, both of them. Yeah, I would agree. Because I've seen some, you know, independent actors, and I'm like, hey, you're doing all right, but you're just you're not selling it, and I don't believe you. I think yeah. that's where the belief comes from, is from the eyes. Yeah.
1: Look at Tom Hardy when he was in Dark Knight Rises. That whole performance is all in It's all the (laughs) eyes.
3: Now, this scene, I think this scene took like two weeks to film.
1: I think that one thing I like going forward with films like, you know, legacy films like The Matrix and, you know, we recently saw Ghostbusters Afterlife and even even an animated series like Masters of Universe Revelations. What I like and I hope keeps going forward is that, you know, that continuity like, you know, hey, things did happen in this world, but we're just going to move on and like other people are going to come up now. I think we talked in the green room about Masters of the Universe and how, like, you know, the part one was such crap down. Like, oh, it's about a female empowerment. Boo, I've seen this before. And then you said something which was just so right. Like, dude, you haven't even watched the whole thing. It's part one. It's only part one. Wait till part two, then shit on it. And if you watch part two, I thought it was just really well
3: done. Oh, what you got? Oh, they, when uh, the uh, Matrix was uh, in like early, early development, like in the early 1990s, Wachowski um, uh, siblings first choice for the role of, of uh, Neo uh, was Brandon Lee. Like this really? this is pre Crow, you know, that they were like putting this together and they wanted him that I could see.
1: I could see that. I could see yeah. that.
3: I could see that 100%. Like most of the ones I've seen so far, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. But Lee? But Brandon
1: Lee? Yeah. Because he could do a lot of his own stunts,
2: too. Yeah. So.
1: the year this came out what a copied costume that was such an easy one to make too because we're all black trench coats and glasses matrix
3: oh and the uh, saying in uh, the oracle's kitchen was uh, know thyself that's uh it uh, that was, that was latin I was licking him.
1: Yeah, seen this a couple million times. Did you ever play that Matrix game that you were telling me about earlier?
3: Yeah, the Enter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did that one and the uh, and the online. uh, There was a MMO online version where you could uh, plug into plug into the Matrix, create your own character. I played that one too. That one was fun. That one I think is still going. They still do events, I think. Jesus. I think that was I think that tied in or came in not tied in but came in around the same time as uh if you remember City of Heroes.
1: Yes, yes, that's still going, I think, too. Yeah. Actually I, I try to tap into D C
3: online and I just I, I City Heroes I, did it's so much better.
1: I, yeah, I agree. I try to get in there, and like I made a character, got to level ten. But the only problem is, if you don't have a character that's up to like level one hundred and fifty, dude, you can't go anywhere. And like the the hours you got to see, I'm like literally. There's no offense. I got a kid; who's eighteen. You really have to have no job to <laughs> so level up like that, like or, no work or, or
3: do nothing else. Get home from work and just plug right in. Yeah,
1: yeah, they, that too. Yes.
3: That's like when I started uh, World of Warcraft. Like uh, the girl I was seeing at the time, she she got her own copy too. So we would like we would play together. Like she'd be on mm-hmm. her computer, I'd be on my computer, and we'd do that for you know hours. Come home, first one home, start fixing dinner, eat and play games.
1: That's that's a fucking cool life, man.
3: That's my dream. You
1: just described right there. I mean, not playing WoW because WoW is
3: it's, you know, you, you guys. Say go it. Ahead, like, say, I, it I, say it. Go ahead. Go ahead and say it. Oh no, no
1: I'm not gonna say it. I, gonna, I, I, know,
3: yeah. I know. I know. I go, know. I got some players listening right now. So go ahead and say it, please. <laughs>
1: no, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna criticize because I played WoW before. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's it's a heavy light. It's a, it's a commitment. It's a heavy commitment. That's it. Like you're literally in the relationship with WoW and your girlfriend. That's pretty much it. Yeah.
3: I started playing last year before pandemic, before lockdown. I think uh, uh, Steve and Steve Cindy and I started playing it before Steve moved. He was he was uh, playing it for a little bit, but again it's it like you said, it's really in depth. You gotta really get get into it and And I played, I got got my level up pretty good, but I was just like, Okay, I'm just like I'd rather like do other things.
1: You were telling me you were playing it. You got to like twenty or I think you got higher than that. And I got, I, yeah, were, I got higher than that, but
3: it was just like, you were, I, was like okay, done? Okay. I was like, I kinda wanna do other things now. Because the pandemic was slowly ending, and you know. oh no, no, it was just beginning. Oh yeah, no, like I was saying, that I was playing it before the pandemic started. Like I said, Steve, Steve was still living on this side of town, so that was a couple of years ago. God, that was a couple of years ago. time flies. Yeah, so this scene, the uh, all these helicopter scenes that took six months to prepare. Jeez. Because they were using, it wasn't a lot of CG on this one. It was, they were doing practical with the helicopters. Musical score pretty good too as well. Can you hear that by the way? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, let me low it down, I'm sorry. Oh oh no, no, oh, I'm sorry, no, no, not you, not you. I'm sorry. Oh okay. I thought you meant to did I could of hear the score. I'm like, damn yeah, listen to it right now. Oh, I thought you could hear the No, I can't bit. no, I can't hear you. I got this
1: I got this new wire that I plugged in so that I could hear it now and talk and just wonder if you could hear it. So it would be bad if you did. Six months, huh?
3: Shit. Yeah, that's what they were saying. It took about six months to prepare. You know, get everything. Probably get the helicopter pilot that moves down. These guys trained and hooked up properly.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I still get a. I still get a little bit of vertigo when I see scenes like this. Yeah. They may- <laughs> so yeah, now the lobby shootout that took ten days. Not, not a full two weeks, but that took about ten days to do.
1: These scenes are very intricate, man.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure if Keanu was full of doing his own stunts at this point or... Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, actually, he was, yeah, because there's a couple of scenes, uh, actually, scenes that he uh, hurt his neck on. Yeah, he ain't the one yet, man. He ain't the one yet. He just. Actually, Carrie Moss hurt her ankle. It's like at the beginning of the shooting, but she didn't tell anybody. She was afraid because it was so early. She was afraid that they would recast her. Was it? Was it bad? Not bad Which enough you? for like for her to like notice. Oh. Uh, you? Yeah, you were asking about the. The suits, the agents, their costumes were designed specifically, like you were saying, Secret Service, but it was more to resemble, like, the film, like, JFK, Secret Service.
2: Ah. And
3: and also kind of the classic Men in Black, but that was really about it, you know? They were just going with the the Secret Agent vibe. I see. I always, I wouldn't have gone with JFK. I would have gone with, like, Men in Black because, I mean. Yeah. That's always, the you know, that's always the best. Best one for conspiracy theorists. Is, oh, this, these guys came up and they were wearing glasses and all wore the same suit. when they call them the, were, were the G-Men, the same type of they, men. Or G-Men were government. You know, were anybody working for the government? Sorry. Mess with me, G-Man. Is it the g
0: what This fuck. Are you okay? Uh
2: oh.
1: You know, watching this movie now, it's, man, it still holds up. And it's still so good. I, I can understand why people love this movie, like, as, as they're one of their top 10, top five sci fi movies of all time. You know, I'm surprised. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll do it for like John Wick 5 bringing Hugo Weaving. That'd be kind of cool. Nice little tie-in. He could be like the head of the table. Not Roman Reigns, I'm talking.
2: There
1: we go. <laughs> I'll beat you with my bare hands. That's
0: right.
1: hey he's breaking freaking bricks. Go has had a long, long career. We all know that, and you could identify a lot of his characters, like just you know, on your hand. You could list probably like five
3: well-known characters. But what do you think he's going to be known as? Well-known as? Let me rephrase that. Between this and Elron, I mean, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk on that online about you know what you know what he would be remembered as in his you know career. Those two are up there. Uh, I mean, right right behind uh, V for Vendetta. I was going to say, yeah, where do you put V? I put V like, I would put Lord of the Rings and this one up in the top two. You know, it's like major trilogies. I mean, when you really sit back and think about what he did, you know, he was involved in two of the biggest trilogies in the, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Beginning
1: part of the MCU as well.
2: Yeah, but
3: I mean, as far as like being part of it through the yeah, whole, yeah, 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 the whole thing, he's you know it was never really mentioned why he left.
1: I mean, because he was under that you know that nine picture Marvel deal, but I
3: mean, I don't know to me, I, he did his part. I think the red, I, I agree, the red I skull. Mean, I don't, I not What more could he do? He Did his thing and, you know, that's it. He he couldn't have been alive any longer than that, unless you know, you know, unless he himself got frozen.
1: Oh, Lee Pace is who I was thinking of. By the way, he was in the uh, the Hobbit trilogies.
3: Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Go to the Hobbit. I mean, he was in six of the movies for the Hobbit. You know, the, for the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Yeah, you know, when you was he? In... You know, was, was he in the Hobbit? Yeah, I told I you know. he was in the Hobbit. I told you that when you first mentioned it earlier. You no, know, he was in the Hobbit because his character's that that old. His character was there when Sauron lost you know lost his uh, lost his ring, in the flashbacks. He was there. No, yeah, that I know. But I'm talking. I don't. So yeah, the Hobbit, the Hobbit was only eighty years before the Lord of the Rings. So yes, he was around for that. Was he in all six movies? Though? Yes, he was. Yep.
1: I don't remember the Hobbit too well. I remember the the Battle of Five Armies, and then I remember like the um, it was smog, the desolation of smog.
3: Yeah, and and of course he was part of the, uh, the shit trilogy for uh, Transformers. Again, oh, not yeah. not his fault. I mean, he not was hired to do his thing, but I mean, you had Frank Welker. Why would
1: you it, Wasn't that so weird? Yeah. Like you got Peter Cullen back. Why not Welker? Like he like people thought, "Well, he's he's Optimus Prime, but
3: Welker was Megatron." That's, yeah. like, and, well, and and who did they get to play fucking uh Megatron in the video games? They didn't Frank bring Welker. Fucking, Yeah, they didn't bring in Hugo.
1: <laughs> it was do you remember like the cast? I think I told you about this. Like they wanted Tom Hanks to voice Optimus Prime. Like, dude, that would have been Oh, that
3: would have been horrible. Oh, fucking, oh, fucking boy. Woody?
1: <laughs> Don't we see that guy
0: in the second movie?
3: I think he was, yeah. Yeah,
1: you see, he's like the art collector, some weird guy, whatever
3: he is. Man, I just noticed that all sentient life dessert. Shut up, Woody. Yeah, I couldn't. Can you imagine all sentient life dessert? That's mm-hmm. terrible. That's a horrible Tom
2: Hanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's like Tom Hanks from Booz and Buddies. You couldn't use a cell phone to get out.
3: Nope, had to be a hard-wired phone.
1: I wonder if they'll change that for the newer movies.
3: I hope not. You know, then, then, then at that point, it's too easy. You wouldn't have this uh, epic chase if he could just grab his cell number, just grab his cell phone, and do it. Nope. Oh, damn! He
2: came
1: the oldest shit. It's a really cool chase scene too.
3: Yeah, like I said, couldn't have this if you can just pick up your cell phone and get out of there.
1: At the same time, the uh, little squiddy things I found, I guess those are the agents in the Matrix. Would that be correct?
3: No, they're more like your military thing outside. Yeah, they're not really the agents.
1: Okay. Man, for the longest time, I thought those things were the agents.
3: Like one of them Smith Yeah
1: No Uh, I don't know why I thought that That's okay to be wrong Hourly rates That's where you want to go They just are going to town. Oh damn! They're ripping open now. Those little Squidward things are coming in. Gotta hold them off.
0: O3. Oh boom
3: Yeah, this is some bad Bad editing But you'll see the blood stain on the wall Before he hits it
1: Oh dude Yeah right That Dude that's awful Awful
3: it makes it look like it's blood it was already there (laughs) I remember seeing that the first time I saw the movie I was like really they couldn't even yeah it's kinda alright 150 million dollar movie you couldn't even fix that mistake yeah
1: come on guys what are we doing what are we doing
0: Got him. Clean up the mess.
1: That's going to save him is a kiss. This is cool, though. This whole little sequence coming up next is just. It's the birth of a hero. What do we always call it? The hero's journey?
3: Not always, because not every hero has a journey. Sometimes they're just, bam, there. They're there.
1: See, kiss, woke him up. Boom. He did it.
3: Now watch. You'll see a little newspaper roll by down the hallway.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's supposed to be a symbol of like a tumbleweed because this is like the the duo in the middle of town's town square. Good old fashioned gunfight. Okay, now I'm now I'm looking for it. <laughs> I don't know if it's already zipped by or not. But yeah, it's like it looks. It's in this scene where he's here and they're down there.
1: No, I was just showing
3: off. Oh, his glasses off. Oh no, it wasn't in this scene. I'm sorry. No, it was the high. It was the, uh, in the subway station. Sorry. Ah, damn it. Yeah, you made me look for this, and I was <laughs> sorry. The, I thought the picture they were showing me was in the hallway, but no, it was a. Uh, it was in the subway.
1: Now, pay attention to this because this comes back into play the next movie. Dude, that is so cool how the way the screen bent like that. Like, uh, nope.
0: They went to ludicrous speed.
2: Hello there.
1: Now, man, it's just... I keep thinking of the animatrix because of so many things that tie into this now. So, would you say the kid story happened after
3: this? Yeah, because you got to realize because okay. Neo hadn't been unplugged yet. Okay. Some failure. Now, I think the one where Trinity's in there, I don't know if that happened, but I think that one happened before this. I
2: think it was before the noir yeah, one. Because,
3: yeah. yeah. But, you know, the kid one was after this because Neo had already been unplugged.
1: Does he see the woman in the red dress right here
0: again?
3: No, I don't think she walks by in this one.
1: Okay, I thought she might have.
3: because well, you got to re- remember, the woman in the red dress is in the simulation, not in the Matrix. Yes.
1: Okay. Look at here. He earned his sunglasses. There yeah. we go.
3: And they were custom made sunglasses, by the way. What if he still has those? Well, you can buy them now. You can. Uh, I, I think know. they're like two hundred and fifty bucks for a pair.
1: Oh, Joel Silver produced this. Solo Productions. All right, guys, that's The Matrix. As we begin our <laughs> Matrix month, directed by the Wachowski siblings. Here they were brothers, but they're Wachowski siblings. Mike, what are your thoughts? Like, I guess, third, fifth, tenth time watching this film?
3: Probably, yeah, probably about the tenth. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. I it's, Again, I, I think this one stands alone. It could go without these sequels. It could be exactly what it is, and just your, let your mind wander that he... You know, goes around and fucks with a machine the rest of the, you know, the rest of his life. Uh, but it, it's great. And again, at that point, you got to realize, I mean, we had had some good sci-fi, like in the 80s. You had Terminator, you had Aliens. But like from then on, there wasn't much original or groundbreaking sci-fi that was out. And this was like huge, you know, end of the 90s or getting in, getting ready to come into a, a new millennia. And I think sci-fi kind of becomes sort of stale because a lot of it was based off of television Mm -hmm. movie stuff but nothing like super original I mean I think maybe maybe the other one that might have been original like early 90s and I'm just maybe just biased on that but like Stargate but the rest of the time you know it was just sort of your standard you know bounty hunter themed or space military thing but this was just completely different and brought you back to old sci-fi old sci-fi is not about space travel and it's about something's different in our world and what what is it and that's what this did so Always, always up there is one of my top, top favorite uh, sci-fi movies.
1: I'll be honest, like this, as far as an original sci-fi series goes, this was the last original good sci-fi series or good, good sci-fi movie I saw until I saw Upgrade.
3: Yeah, I guess that, that happens with sci-fi. They they just they find something that seems to uh, pay off and rhythm with it, and it just they they morph morph it around.
1: They. Mm-hmm. Spin it out of control, make a thousand sequels video games. And, uh, yeah, this was the beginning of it. So this is the matrix, guys. Um,
3: Mike, let's, let's get out of here. All right, guys, make sure you do check us out on our regular web or. Or not our page, but page, pod pages, where you can find our shows for Heroes Asylum, Midnight Movies, and uh, hopefully the new podcast,
2: mm. which uh,
3: should already be dropped out. I think by the time this drops, you should have at least one, maybe two episodes out, I think. Yes. So uh, so make sure you do check out uh, Kane's new Baptism by Fire.
1: Baptism of Thrones is oh, out there. Thern, guys. It's okay. We forgive you. It's on Spotify and. Costos, and I'm going to work on to get other platforms. Check it out. It's a labor of love. It's a long time, literally, a long time. It took to take care of it, but uh, check it out. And as always, for Mike to meet you, get to the asylum.
0: See you soon.